You are Locked On Suns, your daily Phoenix Suns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Taking you through an incredible Game 4 win by the Phoenix Suns here on today's episode of Locked On Phoenix Suns. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and I am your host, Brendan Clean. I cover the Suns in the NBA at SB Nation as well as Dime Magazine. You can follow me on Twitter at BrendanClean14. But most importantly, you can follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnPHXSuns, where you can tell me your predictions for the series. It is effectively tied again 2-2 after a win in Game 4, 100-92. The Suns reclaim home court advantage. We have three more games. Suns have to win two of them. And we're here to talk through how we got here with Brandon. You know him as Zona on Twitter. He is at AZ Sports Zone. And Brandon, this is not a game that I thought would go this way. I, I will get into all the reasons why. There were many that they surprised me with here in a uh, in a pretty convincing victory. But how are you feeling going into this game? And, and how did you feel as you started to watch and realize like, okay, they're not rolling over at all here? Yeah, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have a series that's on. And the best part about this win is it was a team effort. And, you know, Booker wasn't even his usual self. And, you know, just having six players in double figures, like, uh, that just shows you it's, it's back to, like, what the Suns have been doing all season long. And that's just winning games as a team. Um, and, that, and that fight from Chris Paul was incredible. I mean, it uh, looks like he's, he's close to – I mean, he's definitely not 100% by any means, but – this is definitely the best he's looked all series. So uh, definitely have the momentum now. And, you know, game five is going to be a riot. I, I can't wait. So, um, yeah, I'm just happy for, uh, for Monty, too. I think, uh, you know, just getting the team to buy in and, you know, getting some of his flowers on national TV was pretty cool today. So um, just all around excited vibe and, and ready for game five now. Yeah, I mean, man, I cannot wait. I will be there. I feel very, very lucky that I will be in the building for the game. Uh, I hope I hope as many of, of our listeners will be as well because I've just wanted people. I've been so excited during the playoffs that people actually get to be there again and experience this season. I felt like a, like I was selfish getting to enjoy these games in person all year when everyone else couldn't. So we'll get into, I agree with you completely, we'll get into more of this, this feels like a sort of, I, I tweeted a version of this sentiment, but I still am feeling it even after the endorphins uh, have started to wear off from what an exciting game that was, which is just that this feels like an encapsulation of so many of the things that have made this Suns team special, whether it is, you know, Monty or, or Paul or just no one even scored 20 points in this game and yet they, they were able to win. So we'll get into all of that. We'll talk about what went particularly well. And then as we have been, Throughout the playoffs, we will uh, talk about some of the adjustments we saw and what could linger over for Tuesday night's Game 5. I wanted to first quickly tell you guys, though, today's show is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app. Join us Fridays at noon, Brandon and I, to get in on the action. Talk Suns. Get your questions answered. All the rest. Locker Room. Changing the way we talk sports. Okay, so to just build off of what you said there about Monty getting his flowers and this team overall just... I mean, look, they 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 easily could have rolled over. I, I would guess that not even Lakers fans, but the average NBA fan probably thought after what happened in game three, the way that they fell apart in that second half, emotionally as well as like, you know, tactically, that this game was was going to be a, a wash. Like the Suns were just 
gonna, you know, kind of kind of limp to the to the finish line. Maybe it goes six if they steal game five at home. Like I think that was the perception. I saw a lot of like, you know, the Lakers are so lucky to get the Nuggets in the in the second round and like all of this different stuff. And and I can't help but feel like uh, we as as folks who have been believing in this team all year are pretty vindicated right now. They answered the call like they have all season and figured it out as a team really one through eight of the guys in the rotation every single player contributed and that's just but what we've come to know from this to from this group like this is a classic 2021 Suns victory in my mind yeah definitely just the balance was the key and it it always has been like you know they're they've been pretty top heavy the first few games and now just getting that that team effort and like everyone involved was huge and it shows in the box score like like you said no one had 20 and, you know, Booker really struggled with, I think Caruso, you know, tip of the hat to him. He did a great job defending him, um, but they were able to score in other ways and um, executing down the stretch, like when they needed a bucket most, uh, you know, they, they seemed to find a way to get it. And Chris Paul is a huge part of that. Like make no mistake, there's a reason they won this game and they looked like their old selves. So that, that's because he was back to a semblance of his normal self. So that's, you know, if, if this is the Paul they're getting the rest of the way, then, you know, that's huge. And um, not even, we haven't even got to the whole Anthony Davis thing yet, but yeah, <laughs> um, just from a momentum perspective alone, if, if we're getting this Chris Paul and, and Davis is, you know, not, at, not close to hundred percent, then, you know, all of a sudden you're looking at the series and it's very winnable, um, which before this game, it, it really didn't feel that way. Um, so I think it's just a huge momentum shift on multiple fronts and, like you said, this has just been the Suns all year long. They, you know, they were, you know, busting teams ass for 72 games throughout the regular season. And like that, that wasn't a fluke. Uh, there was a reason for that. And I think we kind of saw um, everything kind of play into fruition. This is like the most Suns they've looked, I think, throughout the, the series. So it's a really good sign. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. And I completely agree. I mean, when I was saying that they hadn't even, didn't even have a 20 point score in this game, what I was thinking is, did their offense like low key look better today than it did at any point in the series? I almost feel like you could make that argument, even though Booker was, was not what he had been in the first two games. It just, they had a flow and a control and a poise. And I think aesthetically, it just looked way like there's more purpose. Right. And it's like Like, you said, it's the Chris Paul effect, right? Like, yeah, that's what happens when you get your best player and your, you know, point God healthy. Definitely. And you know, it's, I, I tweeted about the, the production from the wings was pretty much non-existent. And then of course, right after that, you know, Bridges and Crowder um, started to do some stuff. So that, that was a nice sign. Um, you know, Cam Johnson still, he's been a little disappointing and Tory Craig's giving them some good run, but uh, I think the wings are the key. They always have been and in games one through three for all of them to kind of disappear at the same time, offensively, at least, uh, you know, it showed just how important Chris Paul is, I think, uh, because none of them are really creators. They're all just they're a cog of the offense. So uh, but yeah, just getting that confidence, I think, especially for Mikhail hitting that, that corner three late was huge and hopefully carries over into to game five because they're they're going to need him. He's, uh, you know, still one of their most important players. And uh, when he's going they're they're very tough to beat. So it was good to see him get a little bit of life. I mean, he still wasn't. It's not like he was great offensively, but he gave him more than he did in, in games two and three for sure. Yeah, they were able to generate open threes pretty consistently. But as you said, 
another big part of this game, a big story of this game was uh, Davis going out, only plays 19 minutes. KCP, Caldwell Pope, does not play at all after his injury in the second half of game three. So we'll get into that stuff in just a second, as well as uh, why I think the Suns were able to generate uh, those those threes for their wings, but just why that offense looked as well as it as good as it did uh, here throughout game four. But first, a quick break to tell you guys about Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Just post, screen, and interview all in one place right on Indeed. You can also get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet your must-have qualifications, as well as schedule and complete video interviews right from your Indeed dashboard. Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy. They have tools like the Indeed Instant Match, giving you quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your job description immediately. And the Indeed Skills Test, which on average reduces hiring time by 27%. You can choose from more than 130 skills tests, then add your must-have requirements so that, again, you only pay for the applicants that meet those requirements. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. So if you're hiring, you need Indeed. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Today's show also brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. My favorite protein bar. Uh, you guys know by now what my favorite flavor is. It's double chocolate, but I can't recommend highly enough. They've cut, they've, they've stuck to these nine basic flavors and they're all delicious. They have some one-offs. They have some specials. We saw the white chocolate stuff around Christmas time, but these nine, you cannot miss. They're all delicious. Coconut, cherry, raspberry, mint, caramel, all in addition to my favorite double chocolate. They are all delicious. They are all low calorie and high protein, getting you that protein that you need without bogging you down and, and being too sweet and sugary for just five grams of sugar at max on most of these, on most of these bars, you're going to get the, the boost in energy, the boost in, in muscle that you need to get through your day, to get through your workout, whatever it is. So go to builtbar.com, try the double chocolate, try the raspberry, check out your favorite flavor and use the promo code lock 15 to get 15% off your next order. Not just first order, next order. So if you've already tried Built Bars, feel free to dive back in. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Okay, so we saw KCP be basically a game-time decision. He was ruled out early on Sunday, and that that did not really change how I felt about this game, Brandon. I don't know about you, but then we see Booker, um, or we see Davis go down with an injury that he was questionable heading into the game with on the left knee, although it looked like he was grabbing sort of his upper leg. It, it, we'll see what the official status is when we, um, when we know more, but it feels to me, Brandon, like Chris Paul and Anthony Davis both maybe should not have played this game. And the Suns just got lucky that Paul actually got better. And it seems like Davis maybe got a little bit worse after playing this game. Yeah. And I, I love that post-game quote because it's the most Chris Paul thing ever when he's talking about Monty said he was going to sit him and he said hell no so yeah. uh just typical Chris Paul and you know he's he's going to battle out there and and I believe that too I, like Rachel Nichols said it pre-game she was like Monty was prepared yeah. to not play Chris Paul in this game I, I think that's legit yeah and the fact he, that he was questionable um kind of speaks to that so I think 
Uh, one encouraging point with him is like he attempted threes. He missed all of them, but the fact that he's shooting them is huge, just like mentally, I think, um, not only for him, but just for the Lakers defense because uh, they were not respecting his shot at all uh, in games, you know, two and three. So the fact that he's shooting, I think, is a good sign. And, you know, in the mid range, he's still, um, it's still a little flat, but it's, it's still, he's still the point guard. And he reminded us that tonight. Seven of 12 from two point range. Yeah. No turnovers. Yeah. Just a classic Chris Paul game. So, um, you know, the Davis situation is going to be interesting because you only have one day to recover and now they're heading back to Phoenix. So we'll see if they throw him out there for game five. Uh, if not, it really changes, obviously it changes the complexion of the game and the matchups and, you know, uh, the tables have turned very quickly and that's, that's why it's a seven game series. You know, this things could change on the fly. So uh, both teams just got to be ready to adjust and we'll see. So to update folks, as we're recording, Frank Vogel said post game that AD is under quote, undergoing further medical evaluation. Bill Orem of the athletics said, you'd assume that means an MRI, but team has not said that yet for sure. So uh, it doesn't sound good necessarily. I mean, if it was, uh, you know, we just didn't want to risk it type of situation, you'd think that Vogel would have said that. So um, I, I get, I kind of feel like for the rest of the series, both AD and CP3 are going to be kind of day to day. And it's going to be a matter of, you know, if they play one game then and, and how do they look in the opening minutes? And that'll really set the stage for what the whole game will look like. It's a very, very bizarre situation, but it also has me feeling like the Suns finally caught a break. It just seems like everything, and, and obviously you don't want anything too serious to be going on with Davis, but the, the, the Lakers had had these, these falls, LeBron with the shoulder in, in game one, and all these different moments where their guys were able to just fight through it, and yet Chris Paul, the one who kind of had the worst of it. So at the very least, the luck has evened out, I guess, uh, if, if you're if you're into those types of spiritual uh, basketball thoughts. But um, it, it's going to be really interesting, I think, to see how how Chris continues to look and how Davis continues to look. And you hate, you kind of hate for playoff series to be decided by that, but the reality is they almost always are. Yeah, it's especially like with the the nagging injuries both those guys had entering the series. Like it's unfortunate that uh, you know the season was, was they had like very little downtime in between the season too. So um, you know you kind of knew this regular season was going to be a little bit like not that they're going to not not care about the season but that they're going to kind of coast and that's what got them here in the first place in the two versus seven matchup so um to see it happen again you know obviously you don't want anyone to get hurt but uh the Suns need to take advantage if he's out if he misses a game or two and uh try to close this thing out because you can't give this team any life because they still have LeBron James so um you know you can't play with your food as Giannis said the other day and uh, yeah, game five is just going to be huge. And I just want to give a shout out to DeAndre Ayton too. I mean, he's been the Suns' best player of the series, really. Just uh, can't say enough about him. And, you know, his first ever playoff series going up against the Lakers, like, I mean, this he's exceeded all my wild ex- expectations. So uh, major shout out to him. And I don't know what your thoughts are on him, but, I, I mean, he's, I've just been super impressed. He's been massive, man. I mean, I completely agree with you. Like, he – it almost the like physicality, so, right? Yeah. I mean, he's been so routinely good that I think you're right to just take a second to say it, like to just be like, no, this guy has been incredible. 17 rebounds 
in this game. Drummond was not really a factor in this one. Zero offensive boards for Andre Drummond in this game. Um, and this, the, the Lakers went away from him. In after just 19 minutes, Marcus Gasol played a ton in the second half. And, and that, that, that poses a different sort of challenge. We did see Gasol get open for a couple threes in that fourth quarter and three blocks as well. He was pretty good rotating. Uh, although I appreciated the Suns were still going at him. Campaign was attacking even when Gasol was at the, at the rim. And so it's, it's going to be an interesting battle. I think that's one of the things we're going to see going forward. I, I really think we're going to see that Gasol uh, Drummond balance of minutes tilt even further toward Gasol. So I think that might actually be a good place to, to take a second. We can pick up right with that DeAndre Ayton, Marcus Gasol, Andre Drummond conversation in just a second. But first, let's take a quick break to hear from betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. The NBA and NHL deep into the playoffs and UFC action. I think there's, isn't it Mayweather, Paul this weekend? There's a ton of stuff, basketball and, and, and hockey, just the least of it, honestly, during this time of year. So head over to Bet Online before the next tip off. Check out all their news, bonuses, and contest info, and don't sit on the sidelines anymore. We love Bet Online. They gave the Suns way better odds than most of the other bookies did. And so we appreciate that, but also they have a ton of stuff. They just, they really keep up with the other sports. They keep up with international stuff. They always have fun props. It's really, uh, it's, it's a nice, it's an awesome place to poke around and always find something. So head to the website right now, use or use your mobile device, make an account and use the promo code locked on when you make your first deposit to get a 50% welcome bonus right to your account. Again, that's promo code locked on when you make your first deposit to get a 50% welcome bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Okay. DeAndre Ayton, to your point, Brandon, in that last segment has been incredible, but we're seeing the Lakers start to adjust here. So Marcus Gasol got some more minutes, was able to space the floor for them. We saw them trying some different things with Markeith Morris now that Anthony Davis missed the game and trying to keep their size advantage while also handling the Suns offense and the way that the Suns can spread it out. They were playing a lot faster in this game. The Suns were, they had 16 fast break points to the Lakers 13, and it just proved really tough on the Lakers to maintain their versatility and um, kind of flexibility lineup wise without Davis, who's the ultimate kind of uh, versatile chess piece that there is in the NBA. And, and we saw the, the disadvantage that the Lakers are going to be at with that stuff if Davis's injury lingers. Yeah, I think the as a lifelong Lakers fan, I think Drummond should play all 48 minutes. <laughs> I um, think Harrell should I, should play all 48 <laughs> minutes. I'd, I'd love yeah, that. Yeah, just play them together for all we care. Um, but no, yeah, I think the adjustments, like obviously Gasol gives them their best chance to space the floor. Um, but at the same time, I think he's he's too slow to like stick with, with eight. And if he starts doing that, you know, the dribble handoff stuff or like just trying to, you know, roll hard to the rim and stuff like that. Like he's obviously the smarter defender and he knows where to be, but I think there's ways you could counter that if you're the Suns um, defensively, but de- offensively, I think uh, Gasol gives them their best chance at, at freeing up uh, space for LeBron to, to create and, you know, making them pay for sending doubles. So um, let's hope that, you know, Drummond continues to uh, get more minutes. Well, I guess Gasol had four more minutes this game than, than Drummond, but um, yeah. Yeah, no complaints from me. And I think rebounding as a team is also huge. Like, 
this was a pretty even rebound battle, 59 to 40. So Suns were up um, for most of it. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's a major key. It can't just be eight and like the rest of the team has to like, you know, chip in and they did that tonight. So, or today. So yeah, I think just rebounding by committee is uh, pretty much going to be the difference of this series because you can't give this team uh, second chance points. You can't let them, uh, you know, get those second opportunities because that could lead to free throws and foul trouble and just slows the game down and doesn't let you get out in transition. So uh, it's kind of like a trickle down effect with all that stuff. So um, the rebounds have always been the key. Um, obviously, you don't have to win it, but just, you know, being right there with them is is ideal. Yeah, a lot more adjustments to talk about, guys, but wanted to let you know that today on Road to the Finals, our NBA playoffs coverage is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it, and at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season. I know a lot of you have been going to bars to celebrate Suns games, Suns wins especially, and uh, I know it's been a lot of fun being in the arena, seeing how much fun everybody is having, so that is the deal for all of our playoffs coverage throughout the remainder of the postseason. And I agree with you, Brandon. I, I just am so impressed by it was such a conversation heading into this game, not only or I really heading into the series with the Lakers side of things with Drummond and Gasol and, and who would play the most minutes between the two of them. We saw Harrell make an appearance in the first game and then get shelved for the rest. Morris played four minutes in the first half of game two and then hasn't played again. So they are very much in flux. Anthony Davis's injury only adds to that. But on the Sun side of things, you mentioned the rebounding, the gang rebounding. Crowder and Craig combined for 12. Devin Booker chips in with seven. And obviously, DeAndre Ayton with a series-high 17 for him has, uh, has gotten the job done even when they went small. So that's what I'm kind of thinking about heading into this game or out of this game. Did we finally see the game where Monty Williams basically gives up on Kaminsky and charge. Cause we finally saw a Craig Crowder front court for an extended stretch in this game. Yeah. I think that's always been their best option. Um, but I mean, it's risky to throw these things out there that you haven't really tried a bunch in the regular season. So I get why he went to Kaminsky and, and Sarich earlier, but you know, I think the numbers speak for themselves. Uh, Kaminsky was, you know, one of the few players on the team that was a minus in this game. And, um, you know, it, it definitely looked like it. He's just, he can't be in the rotation. He, he played well for them in the regular season when they needed him most. So this is not me trying to slander him. I, he I might fit effort, in another series, right? Like he exa- might exactly, fit down yeah. the line. It's just this series is not, playing against it's, LeBron James is not going to happen for him. Yeah. And that's having a center similar to Aiton off the bench just, is what they needed, like just specifically against the Lakers. It's the only team I think this really happens. So um, that's kind of why heading into the series, you know, the whole trade deadline, like lack of adding a big man like Deadman or someone like that was kind of talked about. But this is that one series that could expose that. And for the most part, I think it hasn't been as like, other than game three, um, I, I don't think there was too much of like a, a moment where it's just like, yeah, we, we need another big. So for the most part, I think they've done a decent job um, and just playing like that swarming defense and covering for each other. But yeah, this is uh, now that Davis is out too, it's, it's really going to make the adjustments that the Lakers make interesting. So if he doesn't play a game five, then all of a sudden you're looking at their their rotation and 
I think the Suns match up pretty well, just as far as like throwing all those wings at LeBron and, um, you know, Aiden, Briscoe, Sol, and Drummond. Like, I'm sign me up for that. Yeah, what, what, tell me what you think the Lakers' best lineup is if AD's not out there. Because they tried a bunch of stuff once he left the game, but I don't, I didn't love any of them, but it was also like they were switching guys in and out so often. I didn't feel like I got a great look of who they think is their best five if he's not there. So I don't know if they even know. Yeah, I'd say right now, Gasol and LeBron as the two bigs, like if Davis is out, and then just rolling with, with Schroeder, uh, Matthews, and probably Caruso, honestly, just yeah. for defensive purposes. And, you know, they're going to have to get creative. They don't have um, – if KCP is out and, and Davis is out, then, you know, their depth all of a sudden is looking a little little shaky. I mean, Montrez Harrell played five minutes in this game, and it was like he, – he hasn't really done much. Uh, and Kuzma, like, he's not – he's just not a consistent enough option for them to rely on too heavily, so – I'm just looking at their roster and I'm like, I'm, I'm not, if Davis and KCP are both out, then they're going to have some major issues, especially well, when this, LeBron's off the court. This is why they look so bad in the regular season, right? This is we're, we're back to the issues they were having when, when one of those guys goes out, they're very, very human. And so even if Davis, you know, maybe he, he plays, but he's less than a hundred percent or similar to Chris Paul is sort of, you know, getting extended treatment and not playing his normal minutes, whatever it is, Maybe it goes back to normal. I mean, maybe by 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 Tuesday he's playing 36 minutes again, and and this was just a, a weird twinge of, of that that area and and whatever. Maybe people will know more by the time they hear this. That's all very possible. So I don't necessarily want to read yeah. too much into it, but but like this is the problem, right? They don't have depth, and they don't have a roster without those two guys that can really score the ball. And that's the thing. Their defense, they have enough pieces. They they can they can defend and. Kuzma is much better defensive player than offensive player. Caruso the same way. Uh, Matthews, I, I think, is sort of like a C on both ends. I, I don't think he's really the answer for them. So if KCP comes back, I think that helps them just with one more wing piece to kind of match the strength that the Suns have on that part of the floor. But then, yeah, it's just it's just really going to be tough for the Lakers to score consistently if they don't have those two guys. And that, that brings me to, because I agree with you, Caruso is – I could even see him starting in this next game because I think he's more of an offensive factor than Wes Matthews is. I think he's clearly a better defensive player than Wes Matthews is. And that's what the, that's what the Lakers did in the finals last year, right? They eventually, their, their big adjustment was to start Caruso and Mm -hmm. get the defense from him. I, I think that they started him in game six, if I'm remembering right. And he he defends the hell out of Devin Booker. So that probably is one of the big things that still scares you, even with this depleted Lakers team, because the more Caruso's on the floor, I think the worse Devin Booker is going to look because he really has struggled against him all series. Yeah. And it's mostly like on the perimeter or when he's like trying to, to get downhill. So one thing I'd like to see them try to do when he's on Booker is, you know, feed it to the high post and get Booker like on the baseline to get in his like, somewhere like where he could post up a little bit and just hit those little like fades that he, he's so comfortable hitting. And I think that's one way to like mitigate those, those issues where it feels like every time he tries to dribble or get around Caruso, that's kind of where he struggles or he gets poked free or he's forcing a tough shot. So I think starting him lower and getting him into a position where his height advantage will matter is one way to offset that a little bit. Um, and just getting out in transition more too. And they did a better job of that in this game, I think off of misses, just pushing it. 
that was kind of like always the key to get uh, the wings going too. So, um, you know, there's ways to offset it, but yeah, Caruso, like I said, he did a really good job on Booker. Like there's, there's no way around that. He uh, definitely frustrated him a little bit. So we'll see how, what adjustments they make in that regard. It's really in the pick and roll, I think, with Caruso, right? So if, like you said, if you can have Booker working off the ball, we know he can get open. We know he can hit tough shots there. It's just he yeah. Caruso doesn't give up any ground. He's unscreenable. You cannot screen him. And he's so strong and has quick hands. So you try to dribble through him, past him, whatever, and it's, it's just not going to happen. I mean, it's just like you really have to operate, I think, offensively as if that's not an option at, if he's in the game. But – I agree with you. We we did see some of that. We saw Devin Booker get a, a sort of a corner three, the one three he made. He's been very cold from deep ball series, but he did hit one that was and off that, the ball. That long two, the classic Booker yes. long two. Ooh, which was which was a beautiful, beautiful shot. It was huge, uh, yeah, yeah, I was not expecting that one to go in. It was he hasn't hit that shot consistently, but it's like that something was about a, being a critical moment too. Something about being inside the line. I feel like he just has comfort doing that. He doesn't He doesn't like those pull-up threes, but he can make the same shot from one inch in, and it's fine. Yeah, so he, he definitely needs to get going a little bit, and I think he will. I think, you know, playing back in Phoenix, hopefully the energy will, will get him ramped up a little bit, and, you know, they'll get some of those transition buckets that, you know, we've seen him hit in the past. And, yeah, I'm just – I'm really looking forward to game five, just seeing – uh, the adjustments from both sides, I think it's encouraging. The Suns, they really haven't played a great game, like, all series long. And they're they're 2-2 right now with the Lakers. Like, that's – like, if you think yeah. about that for a second, that's that's crazy. Like, they could easily be up 3-1 to one right now if, uh, you know, they just hit their shots. And, yeah, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to see how this series closes out. Yeah, you could see LeBron was clearly mad. I mean, we, we didn't even talk about the little – altercation, whatever you want to say, between Crowder and LeBron. Uh, I think Crowder is one of the only players in the NBA not afraid of LeBron James, which is pretty kick-ass. I love that about him. Um, and then um, another note on the, like, the demoralization and everything else. Like, I, I agree. Like, I, I just think that the we have this expectation that the Lakers are going to always have an answer for everything. I think just because it's LeBron James and and whatever, but the fact that we saw LeBron get frustrated like that and that it didn't end up with him just taking over, I think that's huge. I think this game really, to me, emotionally feels like an inflection point. The fact that, that the third quarter of game three looks so ugly from that perspective, they were you know, getting technicals, they were turning the ball over, playing sloppy, just kind of losing the spirit of things. And then for this game to come after and them to respond like this, we saw not only that shot you talked about from Booker, but the the Chris Paul steal off of Marcus soul that turned into a, I believe a corner three, or they, they made a shot off of it. We saw Paul basically just come in for the last four or five minutes of this game. And the sun's got great offense every single time down the floor, basically after that. Yeah. So they, they were the more composed and mature team and, and they were facing LeBron James. Like we just need to stop thinking about it that way, just because it's LeBron, the sun's, the sun's have the, the heart to win the series. Like that, that just shouldn't be a question anymore. Yeah, and I think that starts with Jay Crowder, as frustrating as he's been from three. He's still not taking plays off on the other side of the floor, and he's been their emotional leader, I think. Um, and just playing that role of, like, the bad guy, which the Suns needed, especially in a series like this where it's going to be physical and the Lakers like to bully you. So the fact that the Suns aren't backing down and 
they're doing bullying of their own, I think is kind of just, you know, that second punch, like trading the punch, like right back to them after, you know, the bench was up dancing and LeBron was toying with him and in game three. And it looked like, you know, uh, the Lakers are just going to, you know, bully the Suns. The series is over, but uh, they bounced back and I'm not surprised. Like that's what they've kind of done all season long. And I, I don't think they're satisfied either with being two, two, like you're, you're going to see this team, um, the laser focus for game five and i think they're going to be ready to go and um, the, the lakers better bring their a game otherwise it's going to be a, a rough game for sure that's a good note to end on i think uh this this was a statement in a lot of ways a statement that chris paul at least looks like he could be healthier going forward a statement that the suns are not going to roll over and that they can win in different ways so it should be an awesome game five. Uh, I'm sure. I mean, game fives are usually the best game of the series. I think even if they do go seven, cause seven is such a, it's such a slugfest. Like it's, it's so slow most of the time. Like I love game fives, even if the Suns are not involved. So I hope you guys enjoy. We'll be back tomorrow with more breaking down what we saw in Los Angeles and what to expect in Tuesday's game five. And uh, you can check Brandon stuff out on bright side of the sun all throughout the week. We've all been writing great stuff there, Brandon chipping in as well. And uh, we will be back with you next Monday, but until then guys, we'll have games five, six and seven. We might have to do seven. We might have to do a a show after seven, Brandon. I don't think we can wait till Monday next weekend if it gets there. Oh yeah, absolutely. Emergency pod. We won't make you guys wait 24 hours. All right, folks, uh, that'll wrap us up as always. um, You can follow Brandon at AZ sports zone and follow us at locked on PHX Suns. Enjoy the win, enjoy your Monday, and we'll be back tomorrow.